The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny Sestina and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan debt. I'm so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Good evening and welcome to Managing to be Wealthy. This is your host, Cole Hammock, Certified Financial Planner. Joining me in the studio today is Craig Konstantinovich, fellow Certified Financial Planner. And with Medicare open enrollment starting in just a couple of weeks, we have a very special guest joining us today as well. Ann Herringhouse, a Medicare expert with Seniority Benefit Group. How are we doing today? Good. <laughs> so good. far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's another lovely day here. Might as well embrace it while we can. And before we know it, it's going to be snowy and dreary outside. So oh. might as well embrace it. Craig, fall just started. <laughs> I said before you know it. <laughs> All of a sudden, I look up. I thought it was March still, and we're in September, almost October oh, now. So it does happen like that. <laughs> it's, it's been a wild year. Uh, but... The, the, the goal today is really to talk about the many of the ins and outs of Medicare to help our listeners make this very important decision for 2022. So, Anne, really, we appreciate you being able to make it to the show today. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Glad so. to be here. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad to have you. Thanks. For sure. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot to get to, so we'll see how much we can get through, but I'm excited for our show today. Of all the insurances, Medicare, arguably the most confusing, if you ask me have to agree with that. It really is. It can be very confusing. And really, the easiest way to learn about Medicare is to reach out somebody who can provide you education. Um, what you're finding right now as you turn 65, your mailbox is filling up Oh, with all those advertisements. You just don't know which way to turn. And my advice is, again, to reach out uh, to somebody that can provide you some education. Um, I always say on the no-go part is don't reach out to your friends and family because their plan may be perfect for them, but it may not be the right plan for you. Absolutely. I'm sure you get it all the time of, oh, well, my friend's got this plan (laughs) or, oh, I've heard that this is what I need to. What is that all about? It's probably not always an easy conversation to have, right? That's correct. But I'm pretty upfront about it because, you know, if you're really listening to them and it's not the right plan for you, then it's like, oh boy, you're really steering them in the wrong direction. And mm-hmm. I really want to get them right down the right path. Absolutely. So I know 65 is kind of that age where everyone starts to panic and think, oh gosh, I'm two months away, I'm three months away. But to really get educated on it, when do you suggest people reach out or start doing the research? Well, I actually say six months, five months, four months. Don't wait to the bitter end. You really do need to reach out. I like to educate someone about that four month before they turn 65, whether they're continuing to work or not. Mm -hmm. Um, That really helps because we can do a plan review with their current coverage at work because if they're going to continue to work, maybe they want to stay on that plan. So what I do is establish a timeline and a to-do list at that point. Perfect. So you had mentioned it there, a lot of people still working maybe past 65. What are the things or what are the key points that you look for in a work policy as as compared to what may be available through Medicare? 
Well, there's a couple of things. I call it my sniff test. If the group is less than 20 employees, then it's mandatory to go on to Medicare because that becomes primary. So that's really mm -hmm. important to know. That's a great point. Yeah, it really is. And a lot of people don't know that. Um, the other thing is that Medicare um, requires that your plan is called credible. You do get a, a letter every year from your insurance carrier stating whether it's credible or not. Well, before you're 65, you typically take that letter and throw it in the trash because <laughs> well, what does that mean? Right. You're in denial but, still. <laughs> but that is important. So we talk about that. Then we look at the plan itself to see um, if it's credible, then what kind of coverage do you have? Let's compare it to Medicare and what's a better option for you? It may mm -hmm. be staying on that plan. It may be moving on to Medicare. So it's a very individualized decision. Understood. Good. So let, let's go back. You mentioned a to-do list. What does that look like generally for, for someone working with you? So when I establish a timeline in a to-do list, the first thing I have folks do nowadays is establish an online Social Security account at socialsecurity.gov. Oh, Social Security Administration.gov, SSA.gov. Right. Yep. Many people yep. don't have that, and that's how you apply for Medicare nowadays because the offices are still closed because of COVID. Yeah. So you've got to go Very in important. there and get that established. Do it ahead of time. Once in a while, there's a hiccup, and it's going to take some time. It may mean a phone call to Social Security to get it established. So that's really the number one to-do list. Then if it's time to apply, then I coach them through how to apply online. Okay, so those are okay. kind of my beginning to-dos. That's, that's just the beginning. So once, once we dive a little bit deeper into that, uh, uh, kind of an iceberg, so to say, what, what's kind of next down the line? So the next is uh, Medicare education. I do what I call as a Medicare 101, very basic. I start at the top, assume you know nothing about Medicare, which is good. That, that's fair. Show them a picture of that red, white, and blue card. What does that mean? What kind of coverage? And then look at different options for coverage when I do education. But prior to that, I'm going to ask a whole lot of questions. What kind of medications are you on? Who are your physicians? So then when we really drill down and discuss plans, we can discuss a plan that's pertinent to you as an individual. How much will those medications potentially cost? And are those physicians part of the plan? Those kinds of things. I would imagine that's a, another very difficult thing to do on, on certain occasions is finding the right doctors, finding the plans that match up. How does that all work? Well, you really have to drill down and look for it. Um, but nowadays, the plans are really excellent, and the um, networks are, are really, might I say, massive. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of great choices. We have a lot of great choices, but it's really finding the right one. Understood. Yeah. Uh, so education being that one of the primary starting points. Does Seniority Benefit Group offer any education sessions? Is there a way for, for people to connect? Um, I do it one-on-one. -on -one. Great. So okay. that's how I do the education. We were offering prior to COVID, we did a lot of education sessions at libraries in the evenings, but of course the libraries don't allow us to do that right now. We've right. done some online, time. but yeah. boy, we really, I, I enjoy the one-on-one -on -one education and I can do it one of three ways. I can do it over the phone, which isn't the ideal way, but maybe a video call, which is great, or a face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. So we have great options for folks, whatever Excellent. they would like to do. Wonderful. I usually carve out about an hour for education mm -hmm. just so that they know ahead of time and let them know, give me an hour of your time so I can really peel off the onion layer, as I call it, to <laughs> oh, talk <yeah>. about <laughs> the different aspects of Medicare, the different plans, and the cost of those plans. Yeah, absolutely. Now, 
I know one thing. Okay, hey, if if I'm working, I don't need to worry about Medicare. You know, it's I've got my work policy, everything's good. But are there any penalties if you don't enroll or if you don't take action? Well, um, no, there really aren't. If you're on a credible work plan and you're in a group over 20 employees, you can stay on that plan. It may not be the best plan for you compared mm-hmm. to Medicare, but you can stay on it. Um, a lot of times we encourage going ahead and applying for Part A, not necessary. Um, you can apply for Part A unless you're on a health savings account. So that's another little quirky thing. So yeah. put that aside. I educate about that. Um, so you could stay on that plan and do nothing. But if you apply for Part A, if you're able to, it gets you in that Medicare system. So when it's time to apply for Part B down the road upon retirement, it just makes things a little easier. Understood. And I imagine here, too, knowing the alphabet soup that's out there with Medicare. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I think we'll be we touching on that here uh, a little bit later on. But definitely there's those different parts and A and B being the primary ones. Um, Correct. You know, like you said, obviously educating outside of just the quick phone calls there. Any other advice or any other quick resources that may be available for people? Um, you know, there there are usually are some good um, packets of information that come in the mail and you can look at it as long as you sort it out. Uh, just be a little cautious. I always gear people to Medicare.gov mm-hmm. because that's really the official site. Right. Uh, a lot of the others are advertisements, and they really want you to call. And then they're right. a little relentless. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know the type whatsoever. Yeah, so avoid AARP or proceed with AARP. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but good. Anyways, we are coming up on our first break. When we come back, we'll start talking through the different parts, the alphabet soup of Medicare with Ann Herringhouse. You're listening to Managing Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy. This is your host, Cole Hammock, and Craig Konstantinovich with me, both certified financial planners. And we are joined today by our special guest, Ann Herringhouse from Seniority Benefit Group. For those just joining us, we're discussing Medicare today. So we left off talking about uh, what to expect for people maybe turning 65 or gearing up for open enrollment. But the goal for this segment really is to talk about the different parts of Medicare. We likened it to an alphabet soup, and I think that's probably the most accurate description for this. It is. Yeah. Oh, my golly. So with any alphabet, let's start with A. Let, let's start with the alphabet. Let's start with the alphabet. Part so what A. Is, so you're going to hear all these letters, and it does get confusing. So that's part of the education process that's really important to really understand and be able to kind of regurgitate that back out so that you know. So Part A is really the hospitalization part of the Medicare card, we're going to call it. So it has A and B. Uh, part B is the outpatient area. Part D is the prescription plan. So Part D is required. When you move on to Medicare, you get penalized if you don't take out a Part D plan. So I always say D is for drugs. So easy way to remember easy to that. Remember. That's there we right. Go. Then there's Medicare Advantage, which is Part C. And that's the bundled plan where they roll A and B, hospitalization, outpatient, and most of the time the pharmacy benefit right into one plan called Part C or Medicare Advantage. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about Part A and B. Um, part A and B, 
uh, coverage is about 80% if that was the only card you carried for um, coverage, and that's medical only. doesn't include that Part D, which is the pharmacy benefit. Part A, we've really worked for all of our life. It's that line item that comes out of our paycheck. That's that 1.45%? <laughs> yes, <Yep>. and it goes <laughs> on and on for years. There you go. So <laughs> as sure long does. as you or your spouse put in that 40 quarters, you don't pay any additional for Part A. Got and it. We move on to Medicare. Part B, we all pay for. And the base rate this year for Part B, and I say this year because Medicare makes an adjustment to that every January. It's $148.50 a month, okay? If you're drawing Social Security, and I always say early, uh, prior to moving on to Medicare, you will, two things, be automatically enrolled in Medicare. You don't have to apply. You automatically one day get that card sent to you in the mail. And Part B charges are going to come directly out of your Social Security benefit check. Gotcha. Okay, so makes it have, very easy. Makes yeah. it very simple. Um <laughs> If not, if you're waiting for a little longer to draw Social Security, then you will be billed by the government for that Part B. The initial bill usually comes for three months, and then you can set it up after that if you want to pay on a monthly basis, have it draw out of your checking account, whatever you want to do. That's between you and the government. So going back to that $148.50 a month, that's the base rate. That's the majority of people pay that each month for Part B. But there is something called an IRMA charge, I-R-M-M-A. So income-related Medicare monthly adjustments. So those folks that are high-income earners do pay for more for Part B, and they'll pay an additional amount for Part D. So kind of the beginning threshold as a single, Medicare looks back two years on your tax return. Okay. So this year, they'd look at your 2019 tax return to make a determination whether or not you kind of pay some IRMA charges. Um, as a single, if it's greater than 85000 modified adjusted gross income, or as a couple, 170 Double-ish. Nearly double. Makes sense. Anyways, so that's when they begin to tack on some additional cost. Um, there is a method that... Uh, folks can appeal that. So if Good. they're retiring this year and their income has dropped because of um, due to retirement and loss of income, you can appeal it. They take that into consideration. Each January, that amount will readjust based upon two years prior. So mm-hmm. in January 22, they're going to pull those taxes again from the IRS for 2020, take a look and make an adjustment to that. Gotcha. Okay. I like to educate my folks on that just so that there's no surprises. They get this letter and say, oh, my golly, what am I paying <laughs> yeah. here? You know, right. that sort of thing. So I give them a big heads up. So as far as the IRMA process here, so let's say you do have that situation where someone is maybe a higher income earner and now they're going to be drawing mm-hmm. from other means or things like that. Is that something that you help them with to start that appeal, or is that something they do on their own? Um, They're going to have to work with Medicare and do that on their own. I will send them the form so Mm -hmm. they know what it is that they're going to need, what kind of information, and then I have to direct them to Medicare to work with them on that. And they're really good. Um, If you call Medicare and ask for an IRMA specialist, um, the people have told me, my folks that have said, they're excellent. They're good to work with. So. You usually don't hear about that. Uh, hear that a lot about government bodies. So. <laughs> they are. They right. are. They're very, very good. Pick up the phone and ask that specific question, and all of a sudden you're waiting in queue for about two hours. But well, good luck. And See you sometimes, never. <laughs> sometimes that does happen on their busy days. And unfortunately, right now you cannot 
see them face to face. Right. Mm-hmm. You can make an appointment with them, but mm-hmm. they push it out a couple of months. Right. So you mm. either wait on hold and get your answer <laughs> or wait a couple months. Right. So again, it's always good to start this process early. There we go. So there you go. You're, you're saying develop a plan, right? That's what mm-hmm. you're trying to hint at? There you go. Man, if only we knew people that were good at planning. <laughs> right. <laughs> That'd be wild. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, so you were talking about the different coverages for, uh, like, Medicare Part A, B, and D uh, primarily here. But I'm sure there's probably some other options that are out there outside of just that. Not that we need to go down the, the rabbit hole of every single one individually, but what is typically the differentiators between those coverage items and maybe the base ones that you were talking about? Um, So the different options for coverage, people have a lot of different options. They can stay just on original Medicare. Mm -hmm. And just so that they understand that um, they potentially could pay 20% of all the bills that come through if they're just carrying that red, white, and blue card. Um, They also really, um, folks should have a Part D card a pharmacy card so they don't carry a penalty for that, mm-hmm. okay? Um, they could continue. Another option is to stay on that work plan, mm-hmm. okay? Just wait till they retire before they move on to Medicare. Some employers still offer a retiree plan, so it's important yep. to know, and a lot of people don't know that, um, we want them to seek out that information, Okay, because that's important. There's still some out there that are offering that. We see that a lot for federal, state, governmental employees, right? Or some of those big Fortune 500 Mm -hmm. companies. There you go. There's still a few there. Mm -hmm. There's still a few there. And then I'll ask them, what kind of coverage? I don't know. (laughs) need to find that out because if we're going to do some comparison, let's let's really look at those plans. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, there's uh, VA veterans and TRICARE. Mm -hmm. Those are out there. And then other folks select a Medicare supplement. Those are what we really work with, Medicare supplements and Medicare Advantage plans. Mm -hmm. So the supplement is really designed to pick up that other 20%. And we talked a little bit about Plan G and Plan F. Plan F is not available to folks that are turning 65, but Plan G is a fabulous plan. And folks um, can select Plan G. So it in Plan G is Plan G. It doesn't matter what insurance company you purchase Plan G from, and I'm only using that one as an example. Um, it's the same plan because Medicare has developed the benefits of that plan. Mm-hmm. So with that, there's also Medicare Advantage, the bundled plan. Lots of Medicare Advantage plans, excellent plans out there. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. again, I know, you know, there's been people that have got the brochures or got the mailings, and they they said, my head's spinning at this point. I don't know what to think or what that's, to do. So That's really where you need to pull back and right. say, let's get back and do the basic education. Let's yeah. look at medications. Let's look what's important for you. Um, how does that fit your lifestyle? Are you a big traveler? If so, we may lean towards this plan. Mm-hmm. If you're really going to be in central Ohio and not go anywhere may mean this plan so you know lots of different options and and i understand the head spinning because the mailbox just fills up (laughs) before you know it exactly we'll we'll keep talking about this when we return and i'm curious about a couple other things with the uh the alphabet soup so we'll dive into that but when we come back from this break we'll uh we'll keep talking about it so you've been listening to managing to be wealthy on news radio 610 wtvn Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy. This is Cole Hammock and Craig Constantinovich with you this evening. Also joined by our special guest, Ann Herringhouse with Seniority Benefit Group. How are we doing today? We still doing all right? 
Everything's going well so far. You're I'm just great. learning a lot about what I am not looking forward to when I turn age 65. Well, you got a couple years to go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. Because, yeah, what we were talking in the break, too, it's not just necessarily 65. It's mm -hmm. if you've been disabled or if you're out on a disability claim for two years, you also have a chance to get your crack at Medicare. Exactly. So if you're disabled for 24 months, guess what arrives in the mail is your Medicare card. Oh, wonderful. So oh, there you go. simple as that. <laughs> uh, those folks are eligible for Medicare Advantage plans if they're under 65. When That's they great. turn 65, that opens a special enrollment period because they're turning 65. At that point, they're eligible also for a supplement or Medigap, Medigap, excuse me, Medigap plan. So, I'm surprised that's the first time you got tongue tripped on yeah, that today. I did. <laughs> I did. Oh All my gosh. Good. Yes. So Medicare supplement, another the previous name, a number of years ago, they used to call it a Medigap policy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And why they changed it, I don't know. But honestly, yeah. that's how that's how I still know. You it. gotta yeah. take advantage of the opportunity. That's right. Ooh. That's right. Well, that was strong. That was good. <laughs> so but yeah, again, it, it's a great opportunity there, and we know that not every single situation is as cookie cutter as "Hey, listen to this, you know, podcast, listen to this, everything mm -hmm. else." Sometimes you need some further assistance. So for anyone that's looking for Medicare assistance, we'll we'll get uh, Ann's contact information out there shortly. But obviously, with any financial planning needs, feel free to contact us directly at six one four three two six three zero seven seven. Be able to schedule a complimentary consultation meeting where you'll be able to ask a certified financial planner any questions about your unique scenario and maybe what health insurance options are available um, and figure out, okay, well, what what would it possibly look like to work with such an outfit at this point? So, But we're going to keep going on the Medicare track right now. So uh, as far as the other options, I know we were talking about in last segment where else we could get coverage, everything else. We keep talking about this open enrollment. When when does that start again, Ann? It start it's right around the corner. October fifteenth through December seventh is open enrollment. Some folks get that a little mixed up. They call and they're panicked because they need to sign up for a plan. The open enrollment is designed for those folks that are already on Medicare plans. Gotcha. And they can Got change it. plans during that time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the initial enrollment period is is when you're turning 65 and that centers around your birth month mm -hmm. okay so open enrollment is for everybody else across the united states so it's a very very busy time i'm sure yeah. you can just imagine <laughs> yep. but we welcome those calls and we've got got it set up in the office where we're going to funnel those calls to and take care of folks wonderful now just in your experience what's typically the the leading factor for people needing to change plans or maybe add new coverage or a new supplement that maybe they didn't have before? Well, probably the lead is that your medications may have changed throughout the year. Mm -hmm. um, and so we like to do a medication review. It's important to do that every year because the plan that you're on may no longer have your medication in the formulary. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of plans out there to choose from. So we can move someone to a plan that's more cost-effective. I think that's important. Um, so that's important. The same thing with the Advantage plans. You know, maybe your doctor has left the network mm -hmm. starting January, so yeah. we again have a lot of choices, and or maybe that medication is no longer changed. So we just talk about all those kinds of things. Um, a supplement actually can be changed throughout the year. You don't have to wait till open enrollment, but that Part D, that pharmacy has to be you have to wait till open enrollment, so it kind of goes hand in hand at that time. 
Got it. So that one being particularly important, I mean, speaking with, with clients that are currently on Medicare, uh, getting that surprise bill about, oh, well, your, your prescription medication's going up, that's, mm -hmm. that's never a good time. <laughs> so I'm that's sure called that an annual notice of change. So if you're on a prescription plan or on a uh, Medicare Advantage plan, you're going to get that notice like right now, maybe even the last couple of weeks. They compare mm -hmm. your current plan to what those changes are for January 1, and that's what will generate then some phone calls to say, hmm, <laughs> that prescription plan really went up in price. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is there something better for me? Okay. Mm -hmm. Once in a while, they go down in price. Hey, how oh, do you like that? Sure that, sure that I said often. once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, man, don't excite me too much yeah, with that. Exactly. And Or I had my brother call me one time. Here's a great example. He says, oh, gee, I'm on a prescription plan, and my brand of insulin is now being dropped by my company. Should I change insulin? Well, me being a nurse, absolutely not. <laughs> Good, resp you Good like, response. That was my response. Absolutely not. I'll move you to a plan. That covers your brand of insulin. Gotcha. So we can do that. It's a great Good. opportunity for folks. So once you're on that plan starting in January, you're on that plan for 12 months, you can again change that each year. Understood so completely. It's great. It's yeah. great. Yes. Great to hear. And honestly, too, just with prescription medications, a good thing maybe to have in your in your back pocket. I'm sure a lot of our listeners mm -hmm. have heard about GoodRx. Are you yes. familiar with that one, Ann? I do. I Yeah, I yeah. recommend that many times. It could be that they're on a prescription that's Medicare doesn't cover. So mm -hmm. we'll just take a quick look at GoodRx and say, okay, let's see how much this costs if you pay for it out of your pocket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So It can make yeah, a lot of difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and especially when you start talking about reaching those deductibles and all mm -hmm. that other fun stuff, that mm -hmm. can be another big one here. But, Ann, I know you had uh, touched on this a little bit ago. So let's say you are working with someone and, you know, maybe they are on an employer-provided plan right now and they have that almighty health savings account. What, what caveats or what kind of gotchas do you try to point out to people that may have that plan presently but are getting ready for Medicare? Okay, so this is something that most people don't know. If you're on an HSA and you apply for Medicare, mm -hmm. you no longer can contribute to that HSA. So if I have someone who wants to stay on that employer plan, if that's the best option, or maybe they're carrying a spouse on that plan for another year or till, till their spouse turns 65, they want to stay on that plan. So then they have to be thinking one more time. You got to think in advance. So Medicare, you um, will recommend don't apply for Part A until retirement. But when you do apply for Part A, Medicare will make part a retroactive six months okay <laughs> so that's a gotcha yep. there's a gotcha <laughs> so you gotta plan this in advance so that you're not front loading that hsa mm -hmm. up front i always say yeah. contribute one twelfth of the year each month mm -hmm. until that six month hits of course they won't make it retro before you turn 65 but they will roll right. it back six months yeah. okay that's, that's something that a lot of people don't know yeah i i know the first time that i had heard that i was kind they're of blown like, away really? i was like yeah, uh -oh. well you know I mean, yep. sure, it makes sense in some regards, but at the same time, come on, yeah. help the people out a little bit, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. One other thing just kind of on uh, what, what we keep hearing about is coming up on the end of the segment here, though, um, a donut hole. I, I love Timbits. I, I love <laughs> I love That's those, but I don't think it's the same thing. That's the only thing you like thing. about the donut hole, sure. It's <laughs> yeah. the way Medicare pays for medications, okay? 
Um, I will go into that with each individual, again, based upon their medications. If it looks like we're going to hit that so-called donut hole, I really explain that carefully so they understand. Typically, when they get into that donut hole, they pay a little bit, sometimes quite a bit more for their medications. But I will say, really, only about 12% of the beneficiaries across the United States hit that donut hole. So it's really a small number, but... If they do, it, medications can be very expensive. So I really, really talk about that. Uh, understood. Well, that, that's very helpful because definitely one of those fear things you hear come up. So mm-hmm. uh, good to know that. And, and a have good you in way corner. to plan in advance for your cost. Definitely. Well, we're coming up on our final break. We'll continue this conversation when we come back. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy. This is Cole Hammock and Craig Konstantinovich with you, both certified financial planners. And once again, we are joined by our special guest, Ann Herringhouse with Seniority Benefit Group. So, Anne, I imagine a lot of our listeners at this point are wondering, but how can they find out more about you and how can they get a hold of you? A couple different ways. Okay. Seniority Benefit Group is um, on the web. You can Google us and you'll find us. Or you can call 614-799-1403. I'm in extension 233, but you just ask for Anne and they know how to find me. So just a little bit about Seniority Benefit Group. We are a Medicare-focused independent insurance agency. Our headquarters are over in Dublin. I happen to run a satellite office over at the Easton area, so folks that are living on the east side are really tickled they don't have to go over to Dublin. So yep. they right, can, deal with that large roundabout that now. That bad roundabout. <laughs> and, and for our listeners not in the Columbus, Ohio area, that is Dublin, Ohio, not oh. Dublin, Ireland. There you go. <laughs> yep. Good clarification. And we and and actually we can service outside of Columbus. We can service all of Ohio and many many other states. As long as we're licensed in the state, we can service that state. Just as a little extra there. That's okay. great. Very nice. Um, we represent about 10,000 clients. So wow. we have um, a service team. We have a renewal team. So once we enroll someone, you stay on as a client of ours. And then that service team will have your back throughout the year, which is really nice. Absolutely. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You can deal with our service team, and you can get an answer just like that. So, and I'd imagine then that you're probably charging people just an arm and a leg for all these services, We right? are not. Oh, thank <laughs> goodness. Well, how do you swing that? So, uh, we do not charge for our services. And, and quite frankly, how we get paid, um, if we enroll someone that particular insurance company pays our time. They pay our office for that. We're all full-time people. Okay? That's an excellent So benefit. it's wonderful, and it's nice to have uh, your back throughout the year. If you have a question about a claim, something to that effect, mm-hmm. then we've got a team that helps. Then we arrive upon this open enrollment period of time, and you want your medications looked at or your plan looked at. Mm-hmm. We assist with that. So surely then if the, you're not uh, charging, right, clients mm-hmm. don't pay you, uh, and the insurance company pays you guys, well, if, if they were to lock in a plan through you, are they charged more versus a marketplace Absolutely plan? Absolutely not. No, it's exactly the same. We can't charge any Perfect. more for that. That's incredible. So, yes, it's just a way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, good, good. Well, again, I know, like you said, you're, you're ramping up here for open enrollment season, a, a very busy time. 
And I know, obviously, our good friends in Washington are talking about some potential changes and, and those kind of things. So based off of what you've seen so far or what you've been uh, abreast of at this point, is there any change to how you're viewing the Medicare world at this point or anything that you think is going to change this year? We, we are not seeing any changes. Kind of status quo, which is good. Just keep, keep it going simple. the way it's been. Yeah, keep it very simple, and we'll see what next year brings. Perfect. I like to hear that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. No, definitely good to hear. Uh, but just going back to kind of how things flow for you guys, we've talked about things kind of throughout the segment, but uh, I think a lot of it kind of starts with the the analysis, right? Correct. So when a client calls me and wants to talk about Medicare, I ask a lot of questions, of course, and I want yeah. to do an analysis of, are you working? Are you retired? Do you have other insurance? I look at all of those things so that we can begin to think about what kind of plan would be most appropriate for them. Then I ask them about their medications, okay? Mm -hmm. So in order to do our research, we need that information. So then I take a step back. We do, I do my research, and then I set up a meeting. Again, it will be a meeting, whether it's um, a face-to-face -face meeting. It could be a, a meeting a over the meeting. Could be virtual yeah. meeting, yes. It could be talking over the phone, but... But whatever works for the client works mm -hmm. for me. Okay, so then after I've done my research, then I look at plans. And okay. I will go back and do my Medicare 101. That's important. We're going to start at the beginning and sort it all out. And as we go through Medicare 101, then we talk about specific plans that are pertinent to them based on all that information they've given me. So on that one real quick, because I, I think mm -hmm. we touched on it briefly during one of the other segments, but... Uh, you said if, if maybe a client travels more than another, there might be a plan that's more appropriate. It is, yes. Yeah. So there's Medicare Advantage plans that allow you to travel, a Medicare supplement that is a non-network plan. You really have a lot of freedom with that. So, But I like to know what are we dealing with, yeah. okay? Oh, that's so very we kind of dip into that and, and ask them. And usually a client will make that decision decision pretty early and say, oh, this is the kind of plan that I like, I think is appropriate for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, they need to make that. Some people will say, what do you think I should do? And, and as a licensed agent, we can't recommend one over the other, but my job is to give you enough information so you make a good decision. Right. Yeah. Very similar. We, you know, doing. exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. when it comes to like accounting needs or, you know, estate planning needs, again, we know enough to be able to address hey maybe this is something that you need but, but we can't be the ones that actually fill yes. out the form or do that or offer that kind of advice to you, there you so go. there yeah. you go um now i know probably not here the last 18 months or so but if someone's planning on traveling maybe a little bit more international mm -hmm. is there a plan that you tend to favor for that or no you know what we really say if hmm. you're going to do international traveling we really suggest a travel policy okay a short-term gotcha. travel policy, which aren't very expensive, mm -hmm. because these plans are really designed for the United States. Gotcha. So just to make sure you're covered, you don't know what you're going to – you can get emergency care overseas, mm -hmm. but you really don't know what you're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So travel policies are really the way to go. Gotcha. Perfect. Yeah. Very helpful. Good question. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Now we get on to enrollment, I think. Yes, so then our next step is if they want to enroll in a plan, then we will assist with that enrollment, which mm -hmm. makes it really easy. They can kind of sit back and say, okay, now I have to, you do the hard part. <laughs> yeah, okay? so it, it, we're just kind of clicking through at that point, yeah, making their exactly, lives a little bit easier. Exactly, but, but it's important for them to review that application, and I set it up for a certain uh, way with them, either virtually or face-to-face, -face, where they can actually submit the, the application. 
it takes about a week to 10 days for the insurance companies to process all that, and they get their cards in their hand. Mm -hmm. And that's when I tell them, okay, now you can contact your current insurance company to let them know your last day on that plan. So that's kind of the key that I always remind them of. There's kind of a timeline that I like to stick with. And that's super helpful, too, because I know not all of our listeners, not everybody's super tech savvy to be able to sit with you in person or virtually if they can make that happen or on a phone call maybe it's (laughs) been actually interesting since covid to to Mm -hmm. work with a lot of folks you know a lot of folks i'll say do you do zoom meetings yeah i can do that okay well we can do it let's do it open it up and say good morning (laughs) hopefully not with bedhead at that point that's right sometimes i don't see them on the other end i just see those letters so you know they're comfortable that's right that's right But most importantly, I think the takeaway is get some help. Mm -hmm. Try not to weed through all that. Uh, It's just like your business is that get some help so that you really are set up the way you need to be set up. Exactly. Like we always say, everyone needs a financial plan. Not everyone needs a financial planner. Very similar here. Exactly. You got to have a plan. And here's the plan. Right. Absolutely. But yeah, no, again, and very insightful. A lot of good information here. Hopefully our listeners have... Uh, a lot of information or mysteries that have now been, you know, kind of solved <laughs> to a certain extent. But where, uh, where's the best number to reach you at again? It is 614-799-1403. Perfect. What was the company? Seniority Benefit Group. Excellent. All right. There thank we go. You. Well, and we appreciate you coming on oh, the show here today. thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you pleasure. so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This honestly was just fantastic and you're up to it. We'd love to have you back again. That'd be great. Open enrollments every year, right? Yeah. There we go. Every year. year and every change that comes along, we know who to talk to there about it. There you go. Definitely. Uh, so there's thank no you, doubt a lot to continue to learn, and your expertise is a valuable resource. So thank you so much, Anne, and thank you for all of our listeners for tuning in. And we'll be back next week. You've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.